How long have you been thinking about launching your business idea? But you still haven't taken any action on it because you keep telling yourself, well, the idea keeps evolving. I keep changing my mind on the kind of client I want to attract, on the kind of offer I want, on the kind of business that I want. I keep changing my mind. So clearly the idea is not done cooking yet. So why would I spend so much time and effort and money into an idea that I'm going to change my mind about anyway? If that's you, then you're in the right place because I just interviewed Supermodel Emmy for the previous episode, for episode five. Go back and check it out. Supermodel Emmy started out like you and me. She had a regular job. Then through very interesting circumstances, she saw that there was a casting call for modeling and she said, why not? And from there, her career completely took off although not without its ups and downs. You can see all of that in the interview. At one point, she even considered quitting modeling altogether and she became a massage therapist. I mean, this is somebody who has mastered pivoting, but not just keeping an idea in her head and letting it pivot in her mind, but pivoting out in the real world in real life. And now she's going for the ultimate pivot, which is to go from supermodel to life coach. To listen to that full interview, go back to episode five, which is the, the episode preceding this one. What you're experiencing right now is the companion episode in which I, Ina Coveney, the expert in all things online presence, will tell you what are three things that Emmy is doing very right in her, the new pivot of her business so that you can learn from it and you can start applying these lessons right now. Starting with, why haven't you started yet? Pivot in the real world, not in your mind. You will change your mind. There is no doubt about it. Things will change. Things will evolve. It's time to start to see some results in the real world. So today, I'm going to tell you about those three things. And hopefully by the end of the episode, it will, you will be ready to start taking some action. But first, if you are listening to this while you're cleaning out your closet... You have to give me some credit for actually knowing that, for feeling like I have a camera inside your house, which I don't. But if that's the feeling that I just gave you, the least you could do, or I could just ask you very nicely, to go to your podcasting app and give us a five-star review if you're enjoying the show. And say something nice. It really helps us support the show. And thanks. This is The Global Phenomenon with Ina Coveney, the podcast where the self-made teach you to stop waiting to be discovered and prepare to be found. Before we get started with the three things that Emmy's doing super right and you should start doing your business too, I'd like to answer a few questions from the audience. You can submit your own question by going to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com. Make sure to tell me how to pronounce your name and drop your question in there and I will read it on the air. Today's question comes from Ariana. She's the founder of Elevate Online Business Management at elevatevirtual.com. And this is her question. When it comes to being visible online, what tips do you have for managing your energy so that you can show up consistently? In other words, what should we do, if anything, when we don't feel like it or it's feeling forced? This is a great question, Ariana. And the truth is that we all suffer from a little bit of FOMO 
right? Uh, feeling like if we're not online, if we're not producing content, if we're not telling everybody what we had for lunch and what we're doing every minute of the day, if we're not attracting clients every second of the day, that we're going to be missing out on something big, right? When the reality is that we are human, right? We're not robots. We don't just spit out spontaneous, um, you know, authentic content every minute of the day and every second of the day. There are times that we're not going to feel like it. And you have to honor those feelings. So here are a couple of different coping techniques from being human, right? From whenever you hit that slump, when you're like, I really don't feel like showing up online right now. Okay, let me give you a couple, a couple of tips. Tip number one is to batch some content. All right, to have basically two arms of your social media engagement. One that is automated so that even if you don't feel like showing up, you can respect that. You can honor that in yourself and say, I'm not just going to show up without feeling like authentically I want to. So in the meantime, there's posts that are getting posted to your social media accounts without you having to do anything at all. So that just takes basically spending once a month, just take one day a month where you say, okay, I'm just going to plan out the next 20 posts, right? Five posts, four weeks a month. Sometimes it's five weeks, so it'll be 25 posts. Just plan. Today, I'm just writing 25 posts and just put them out there. And they don't have to be blog length. They could just be one of those Canva little quotes that say something inspirational and just put it out there. So that way you really only have to feel like showing up one day a month. And then the rest of the time, that's when you show up authentically whenever you want, right? That gives you so much more freedom. So another little tip that I have is do show up. Even if you don't feel like it, have something to teach about that. I have done this many times where, you know what? I really don't feel like be going online and being all peppy and talking about business and saying all these things. I even had, um, I had a series in my Facebook group called hashtag Ina After Dark, where after I finished my day, I would turn on the live camera and I would tell, just tell people what I just did that day, how things are going, what are the exciting things happening in the future and engaging them in conversation. And that was a really, really effective way for me to communicate with my audience. I would do that nearly every single day for a period of time. But then as after I started to get a lot more busy, or I'm just going to say, really, it was because of the pandemic hitting and me really having zero time for myself, zero time for my kids, then my in after dark just started to get you know, less and less frequent. And that's something that I had to honor in myself. But there were times that I would just turn on the live and just say, you guys, this is what's happening right now, and it's hard. Is anybody else feeling this way? So sometimes it's okay to just be vulnerable, to turn on the live camera for two minutes and say, you guys, I was going to write you a whole bunch of content today, but to tell you the truth is that I'm having one of those days. Is anybody else feeling this way? I know that you're going to pull through. I know that I'm going to pull through. I know that tomorrow will be a new day and I'll feel much better, but I just wanted to tell you guys that right now, this is how I'm feeling, right? So sometimes your really engaged audience really resonates with that, 
with you being a human being. So it's not something that I would post on my website. It's not something that I would post anywhere where I'm reaching a cold audience, right? Like my Facebook business page, there's a lot of people who follow me there who have not bought my programs, who have not uh, come into my Facebook group, which is more of a safe space, right? So I would not do these things in a place where I'm reaching cold audiences because they don't know me yet. But for the place where I'm nurturing my favorite people, which is my Facebook group at theglobalphenomenon.com slash Facebook, that's where I go and I just turn on the live and I tell people, this is what I'm doing right now. And this is how I'm feeling right now. And this is how it applies to my business. And this is how it applies to yours. So I'm always turning it into a learning opportunity. So I'm really hoping that those two hips, those two hips, <laughs> those two tips help you, Ariana, because I believe that you can do this. I believe that anybody can do this. And it's not just people who are totally outgoing and who want to get themselves out there. Sometimes it's a matter of taking one day a month to batch some content. And that's all it takes. So I really hope that answered your question. The next question comes from a good friend and former client, Farah Blakely. Farah is your love coach. She coaches women who want it all, including the love that they deserve. And you can find her at farahblakely.com. Farah was one of the founding members of my Be Found system, of my Be Found program. And you can find out more about the Be Found program by going to befoundprogram.com and thank you Farah so much I love seeing Farah in my group she's kicking butt and taking names and yeah for anybody out there who is looking for love and they want to know how to step out there into the world with their best foot forward so they can attract the best possible uh, partners Farah is your woman go and check her out farahblakely.com so when I asked people for questions for the podcast I said, please send me a question so that I can answer it. Farah sent me a question for our interview guest, but we had already recorded the interview. So I had to go back to Farah and say, Farah, it was supposed to be a question for me. And she's like, oh, shoot. I thought that I would get to ask this question of Emmy. And her question was, did you ever feel being plus size positively or negatively impacted your romantic relationships? So sorry, Farah, I can't answer that question for Emmy but I do have a surprise for you. Here is Supermodel Emmy answering your question. Hi, Farah. I wanted to say hello, and it's my absolute pleasure to be able to answer your question. Um, if I ever felt being plus size positively or negatively either impacted my romantic relationships. Um, I don't think they did. Um, I was always an athlete and the men that were attracted to me really appreciated my dedication to be an athlete. And after that, I think that the, um, the people who I dated or the, the, the one man that I married really appreciated, and I was bigger than he was actually, um, it wasn't a problem. Um, as long as I stayed true to what I was doing for myself, if I started to become insecure and if I was going through a period of not working out or eating well or taking good care of myself, it became more a problem for me than it would be for anybody else. But as long as I kept my body image and my self-esteem and, and rocking in a really good vibe for myself whatever I was um, kind of reflecting out uh, 
was something that was strong and powerful and and something nice to be around and if i wasn't doing that it caused problems um and it, it's not like it happened all the time but i know that i just didn't feel good if i was naked or in a situation that um love making was going to happen or if i was um going out on a date and i was trying on so many outfits and like oh this doesn't look good that doesn't look good um i would always say wait a minute let me check in what have i been doing what have i not been doing and once i get on a system of regular exercise drinking a lot of water getting enough sleep when i get the basics done i never have that pop up so that's my answer. I hope you have a great day. Bye, guys. Thank you so much, Emmy, for answering Farah's question. And for all of you who would like your question answered by me right here on the air, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com, submit your question, and tell me how to pronounce your name to make sure that I get it right. All right. That was the question segment, and I will see you on the other side of this little sound. All right, are you ready to get to the meat of the episode? I'm about to tell you three things that Supermodel Emmy is doing very right in her business and you can start doing these things right now so that you can get started, all right? So let's start with number one, which I feel like is one that I've had many conversations about over the years, which is, do you need a certification in order to serve as a coach, all right? The answer is no. This is not an industry that requires you to be certified, all right? But what is one thing that Emmy is doing very right? So in, her, in my work with her together, because I was her um, online presence expert, I was the one who created her website, I was the one minding that front side of the business, I told her, listen, you don't need a certification in order to start helping people. And she believed me, but she did something that was very, very smart. She went back and talked to her audience and she told them, I am going to be a life coach. To hire me, what would you need to know, to feel? She went and did her market research and she said, what do you need from me? And the number one thing that all of her clients were looking for was, do you have a certification for this? Now, I told her, listen, your experience, your entire life experience, your experience in business, your experience with dealing with so many different personalities, your experience in a field as a supermodel that is all based on body image and on self-assurance and on the beauty coming from the inside, all of these things are your MBA. All of those things are your certification in being able to help somebody else go through their struggles. However, if you're the clients that you want to work with, they are saying a certification is important to me, then she would be a fool not to listen to them. So what I'm telling you right now, I don't want you to walk away saying, Ina said that I need to be certified. That's not my point. My point is you absolutely do not need a certification to start acting as a coach. What is important is that you do your market research to see what is important to your clients. If I go back, in fact, I have, when I do my market research and I ask everybody what is important to you and how I can help you, never once has anybody asked me whether I'm a certified coach. 
it has not happened. The only people who have asked me if I'm certified for this are the people who would not be my clients. My family and friends who don't really understand what I do, they're asking me, don't you need a certification for that? That's them. But my clients need help with their business, with their brand, with their online presence. They want to know how to succeed in the online world, how to get clients, how to get their funnels ready. That's all they need from me. And I can provide them with that without a certification. I have other credentials. I have a background in technology, right? Hence, I'm able to make beautiful sites. I have a whole portfolio of beautiful sites that I have made, beautiful, functional, and very strategic websites, right? I've had clients who can speak for the value they got. I do have a master's in business, but I'm going to tell you that the most that I got out of my master's in business was the network that I got. I am not acting as a business coach because I have an MBA. I'm acting as a business coach because I can help people. So what I want you to learn from step one that Emmy did, that did so right, was to do her market research. And she decided, Ina, I believe you. There will be people out there who will hire me even if I don't have a certification. But the people that I want to hire me are asking for one, so I'm going to go back and get one. And I applauded that decision. I said, that is the way you make decisions. Not because you are telling yourself that that's something you need, but that's because your clients are telling you that's something they want from you. All right? So that's what I want you to learn out of number one, is to know what your clients need from you and go for it. But do not let your own mind stop you from doing things. Do not be the one stopping you, putting hurdles in front of you. Emmy did it right. She knew she could do this without a certification and she went back to get one so that her clients would be more comfortable because that's what her clients were asking about. That is all. That's what I want you to learn from this. Number two thing that she did very right is that even though she had to go back to school to get a certification, the certifications, by the way, take over a year to do because she has to get some quote unquote clinical hours. She has to get actual work time with clients in order to actually serve, that takes a long time. What she did very right was to not let the certification process dictate when she can start her business. She and I started working on her online presence right away. And her website has gone live and it's beautiful. It's at emmywellness.com. It's everything she was hoping she was hoping for and more. And she's gone back and asked her clients and more people about feedback on the website. She is somebody who continues to get feedback and it's going to continue to evolve and pivot right in front of her eyes. So first thing that she's doing right, she asked her people, what do they need from her? And she went back to get a certification to get it. And number two, thing number two, she did not let that certification stop her or stop her timeline or affect it in any way. She continued forward with creating her online presence and putting herself out there. And thing number three that she's doing very well is that she's not just relying on income from her clients, income from the programs that she offers. She's also very much relying on affiliate marketing. This is something that the best people out there, Pat Flynn does this, Amy Porterfield does this, I do it, right? We all have a page where you can go and check out 
all of the devices that we use, all the software we use, you can get that at our website at theglobalphenomenon.com. You can get all of the devices that I use, the software that I use, all the services that I use. You can get all of the mentors that I have worked with. You can get them all in one page. That is called affiliate marketing, and it's a very good way to make income in your business. John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneurs on Fire, he told us on episode one that he has affiliates, right? And on episode two, I broke it down for you. I told you that uh, I believe it's about a third of his business comes from affiliate marketing. So that is one thing that you can start doing right now is finding people who have similar audiences to yours and you can trade audiences and you can trade services and refer each other. And that is a perfectly valid and very lucrative way to have more profits coming into your business. All right, so those are the three things that Emmy is doing very right in her new pivot as a life coach and you should be doing yourself. Thing one, to make sure that you know what your client wants and give it to them. Thing two, do not let any kind of certification process stop you from getting yourself out there now. And thing three, affiliates. Get yourself a network of partnerships so that you can trade audiences and you can help each other out. And that is what Emmy is doing very right. And you can start to put into action right now, even if you're just starting out. So how did that feel? Did that get you moving? Did that get you thinking that your ideas are better when they're out in the real world and not just in your head? It's time to start putting yourself out there and pivoting as you go in the real world. If you get anything out of this episode, it should be that, that it's time to get you out there and pivot on the fly in the real world. Put yourself in the position where you will have failures. You cannot avoid them. Just continue to evolve with them and with your idea. If you would like me to answer your questions on the air, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com and type in your question. Make sure to tell me how to pronounce your name so we can get that right in here. And also make sure to click on the subscribe button because next week I have a comedian who has broken multiple world records. She has a great TED Talk out there. Her name is Fran Capo and she has the most enlightening vision of the world that I believe that we should all adopt. So if you are looking for that extra bit of motivation, if you're looking to see how a comedian can survive during the pandemic, that's next on the next episode. So click subscribe so you can get notified and I will see you on the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Global Phenomenon with Ina Kovany. Join the conversation inside the Facebook group at theglobalphenomenon.com slash Facebook. Listen to new interviews every Monday and learn with a companion episode every Thursday. This podcast was created by Ina Coveney, music by Jared LaBelle, and this was the voice of Kip Clark.